0: Well, you made a sugar mash or sugar wash for the first time now. You patiently let it sit and do its thing, or sort of. If you're like me, when I made my first batch, you patiently let it do its thing by checking on it every four hours for about a week. (laughs) But now it's time to make the magic. This is Still in the Clear, the podcast that distills the art and science of home distilling into easy-to-follow, audible nuggets for the beginning moonshiner. This information is for education and entertainment purposes only. You could even call it fiction if you want to. Home distilling may be illegal in your area. I'm your host, Cyrus, and I'm just a guy that lives in the woods and likes to make shine. So let's get into it. Before we get started today, I want to remind you about The MASH. The MASH is our free bi-weekly newsletter that's delivered straight to your inbox. Each issue is packed with all kinds of useful moonshine stuff. You don't want to miss it. So go sign up at stillintheclear.com slash newsletter. I'll put a link in the show notes. Just click on that link. It'll take you right to the page where you sign up. Just leave your name and your email. That's all you got to do, and that automatically signs you up okay starting off this episode um i need to make a couple of corrections or one correction last week when i was talking about how much yeast to use in the super simple beginners recipe i said you take a tablespoon uh create a starter and then pitch it in to the mash add two tablespoons it's really two tablespoons total so if you use a tablespoon uh, to make a yeast starter, then after you've pitched it, you only add another tablespoon. So just a correction uh, for, for something I said incorrectly on the last episode. Also, I should have mentioned in the last episode, if you're following along week by week and you actually made that mash, um, I should have mentioned then to do a cleaning run and a sacra a sacrificial run with your still while that mash is happening, I failed to do so. So at this point, I have to assume that you did. So this week we're going to talk through running a simple pot still. I suggest a slow single run for the first time. In later episodes, we'll talk and we'll talk about stripping runs and spirit runs and such. Um. But for your first run, just run a simple single run. Last week, we talked about the super simple beginner recipe found at offgridmaker.com or some other wash or sugar wash of your choice. So if you've made a sugar wash or a sugar mash, by now it's fermented. You've separated out the sediment and the grains and now it's time to distill it the first thing you want to do is make sure you have everything you need set and ready to go before you get started there's been a number of times where i've started the still and got going and run into problems because i didn't do i didn't get everything set up first so you know like the last thing you want to do is get your steel running and then it starts dripping and now you got to figure out where all your mason jars are. You know, have them all ready. Uh, Make sure you, whatever equipment you're going to be using, like your hydrometer and funnels and all of that, make sure you get all of that set up and ready, setting and waiting to go before you start the steel. Make sure you've got your cooling water all set up. Uh, you want to test your pump. If you're using a water pump, make sure it's working okay. I One time I had everything set up and I went to turn my pump on because the steel was at the right temperature and uh, my pump had quit working and I had to replace it. So I had to shut the steel down and you know, that's kind of a pain in the rear. So now I check my pump first, make sure it's working. If you're using propane, make sure that your, your propane bottle is full. It's a good idea to even have one on standby uh, just in case uh, it, the one you're using runs out. So we're going to start by getting your boiler set up. You're going to put your wash into your boiler. You don't want to fill your pot to the top. You've got to leave some headspace for the steam. If there's too much wash in your pot, um, you increase the risk of your still puking during the run. Um, and I guess that can lead us to this week's Shiner Speak. We're going to get snackered, I tell you what, boy, man. I want to get on with that just blew our mind. It's a 360 dang old wind, man. What is puking? Most commonly, puking is caused by bowling the wash up into the column and then into the coil. Uh, and this can happen more easily if there's not enough headspace, It'll make your liquor cloudy. Uh, if you're doing a stripping run, it's not as big of a deal. And if you're doing a slow and low run, uh, it's less likely because you're, you're keeping your temperature as low as you can keep it to keep the steel going. That's this week's Shiner Speak. Now, you've got to get the lid on the pot and attach all your pieces and line everything up. If you're using a thumper, you want to put just enough liquid in your thumper to cover the lower-end inlet. Obviously, you don't have to worry about that if you're not using a thumper. Make sure things are propped up correctly, secured, uh, clamped. Everything's all buttoned up, and you've got to get your cooling lines hooked up. If you're using a condenser, you'll have a pump and some cooling lines turn your pump on, check for water leaks because you don't want to be trying to fix a leaky connection while the steel is running. So you make sure all the connections are tight. Uh, If you've got a steel, like a copper steel that requires pasted joints, make sure and get everything pasted. And, you know, pasting is just a mixture of paste made from flour and water and it's dabbed onto the joints to prevent vapor from escaping the vapor path during distillation that's all that is once the steel is set up and ready to go and i've tested my water pump and i've checked for leaks and i've got all my stuff ready to go i turn the heat up on high to get the steel up to temperature now some people disagree with this and say to that you bring your steel up to temperature slowly um, but i i bring mine up quickly up to about 160 ish And then I back off of the heat and I I go slowly the rest of the way. As the temperature approaches your target temperature and getting close, I'd say around 175, you just want to start looking for the drip from your condenser or from your worm. And then when you see the first drip or two, you want to turn your coil on, or turn your pump on if you're using a condenser so that you make sure you're condensing that steam back down because the first few drips will come out just because the vapor path, all the copper, hasn't heated up yet. So the first little bit is going to condense on its own, whether you have a water jacket turned on or not. But if you forget to turn it on, then steam is going to start coming out and you're just losing your alcohol. Uh, So make sure and turn your pump on as soon as you start seeing the drips. This is when we can start paying attention to the relationship between temperatures and cuts. Um, I've provided a basic cut chart at stillintheclear.com. I'll put a link in the show notes. And keep in mind that every still is different and every wash is different, a little different, and your tastes are going to be a little different from other distillers. And so a cut chart is just a place to begin. It's a Place to start learning how to make your cuts. So uh, as you make several runs and you're making cuts and you're separating your cuts into pint jars or even smaller jars if you want to, the smaller you can separate, uh, the smaller portions you can separate your run out into, the more precise you're going to be able to be with your cuts. And you'll be able to just leave those cuts Those jars sit overnight and then you'll be able to smell and taste the difference of that entire run as it goes along. And then you'll be able to uh, make your cuts. Maybe all you want are your hearts and so you can keep all those together and then save the rest for another run. Uh, Maybe you want to mix a little bit of the heads in there to get a little bit of a bite. Maybe you want to mix the tails in there to pull in some of those uh, congeners that have better taste. All of that is up to you. Um, the critical thing is that the four shots have just got to be, you don't do anything with the four shots, except maybe you want to save them for, because they make a pretty good degreaser. Uh, you know, you can clean some engine parts, clean out a carburetor for a two stroke or something like that. But the four shots do not go back into any run. You don't put them in your thumper. You, uh, you either toss them or you save them as a cleaning product, and that's it. And so that's the most important part. And then the heads and the tails, you can drink them or you can leave them out, and that's really a taste preference. So you'll learn all that as you go. And like over time you take notes about your different runs and you'll become familiar with your steel and your tastes and you'll get to the point where you can make your cuts just by smell or by taste and you won't have to separate out every jar like you do in the beginning and so here are the basics about the cuts the four shots are the dangerous part they need to be discarded and a good rule of thumb that i use is four ounces for every five gallons of wash is your four shots. Now, that's a little bit steep, and some of, those, some of that is going to include heads. Uh, but, you know, for me, it's just better to be safe than sorry. So, eight ounces for 10 gallons, 12 ounces for 15 gallons, and so on and so on. Next, you'll have your heads, um, and they'll, they'll be the highest proof. They can also contain trace amounts of methanol, at benign levels. Heads are often blamed for hangovers, and I don't know about the validity of that statement, whether that's true or not, but I've heard it many times. Heads also have the sharpest bite. Now, after the heads, you have the hearts, and that's the good stuff. This is the cleanest whiskey that's going to come out of your steel. Some distillers will only drink, will only use the hearts. Uh, but again, that's a personal preference. And the tails are the end of the run where the proof starts dropping off. There can be a lot of flavor in there. Uh, Some people like the flavor, some people don't like the flavor. You have to pay attention to how deep you go into the tails. They start to get oily from the different congeners. The combination like esters and ketones acids can be what gives really gives different whiskeys very distinct flavors. And so there are a lot of distillers, even commercial distillers, that, that will go into the tails for the, um, to, to mix with the hearts to get a distinct flavor. And so that's really the basics about the cuts. And cuts are just something you will just kind of learn as you go and you will make them to your preferences. The heads and the tails you can uh, save for later use in another run. Um, you can use tails in a thumper. A lot of guys do that. There's different things you can do with heads and tails, and we can get into that in later episodes. So that's really the basics of running the steel, and you just you just run that steel slowly, and it can take a long time. It takes as long as it takes, and that's it. So it depends on how, how large your steel is, you know, how much wash you're distilling at one time, it depends on the size of your lines. It depends on what your ABV is. So there's, you can't really say how long it's going to take to run the still. It's just going to take as long as it takes and you just need to plan all day. You know, I've, I, when I do a low and slow run with my pot still, it can take 12 hours. So it can take a long time. And then when you're done, you just uh, clean up your mess and get ready for the next one. A lot of times, too, I have while my steel is running because really you just need to babysit it and you don't want to leave it alone for very long. And when I say very long, like if I have to run into the house um, to carry some of the some of the stuff that's already come out of the steel, I'll go ahead and carry it into the house. And a lot of times mama will proof it for me and and things like that. And I get nervous just walking into the cabin and I feel like I've got to hurry up and get back out there to just babysit the steel. There've been times when my water pump quit working in the middle of a run and I wasn't paying attention and steam started coming out when it, And, you know, because it wasn't condensing the vapor back down into liquid and I hadn't caught it. I let my bucket, I have a pump that sits inside of a bucket and I have to continuously keep, make sure the water level in that bucket is good. I have accidentally let that run out of water. So it's just a babysitting process. My suggestion is don't leave it while it's running. So that's the basics of running the steel. There's not a lot to it, especially if you're just running if you're just making a single run with a basic pot steel. It's really simple. And we'll have other episodes where we talk about reflux stills and some of the other some of the different ways to run a steel. But as a beginner, do a single run with a simple mash recipe or wash recipe and get some homemade liquor. And, you know, if you don't like it, you can always throw that liquor in with the next batch. But just get a win under your belt. You can get excited about that. Oh, I was saying earlier, and I almost I, I forgot where I was going. The A lot of times while I'm babysitting my still, I'll also be making another mash, getting some uh, another mash ready to ferment. So, you know, it's not a total waste of time. So that's another thought. Don't forget about that cut chart over at stillintheclear.com. It's just a good place to start. It is not the end-all be-all for making cuts, but it gives you a reference point. It gives you a beginning point, and then you can start making your preferential changes as you go. So that about covers the basics of running the steel. Well, that wraps up this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Share this episode with people you think might enjoy it. That would be much appreciated. It'll sure help our show grow. And don't forget, doing is improving. Have a good one. Talk to y'all next week.